Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Black Table Read. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. My name is Jarius Clyde, a.k.a. Mr. King Petty. <laughs> what's up, everybody? <laughs> it's Lydia Iku, the Queen of Shade. And welcome back. This is season two of Yay! Black Table Read. We're back. Black and better than ever. I like that. I'm going to I'm gonna have to. I love I'm that. Back. Black and back. Back and better than ever. Cause you know we don't stop being black. We we black twenty four seven. Right, <laughs> just like um, Crazy Joe said, I ain't got to do nothing but stay black and die. Yep, yep, <laughs> that's it. You know, baby need new shoes. <laughs> I was just talking to somebody about that movie uh, Harlem Nights. I, I need the Harlem Nights night. I need, I ain't seen that. Oh while. yes, I literally thought I had it. I I have a Eddie Murphy collection. And I thought it had Harlem Nights in there, and it does not. You need to take that the back. Both... Then. You you should definitely take that back. <laughs> no, but it's still good. It's it's both Nutty Professors. Okay. Um, is it Bowfinger? I think Bowfinger and one other thing, Life. Okay, that's that's not a bad collection. Yeah. They miss yeah. they missing uh Boomerang and Harlem Nights. You know what? That's to what America. it is. It is is Boomerang, not Bowfinger. Okay. Bowfinger yeah. is also a very yeah. good one too. I do love Bowfinger. Mm. There's a lot of people that don't care for that. It's, I don't I know mean, why. I mean, if you like uh, Steve Martin, like you should definitely check it out. I I do like Steve Martin. Mm-hmm. He he definitely has that kooky, white manish comedy that's funny to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, guys, this is uh, like I said, season two. Uh, we got some really cool topics. I'm I'm excited. Uh, it's been a while since we've done this, so hopefully it's like riding a bike. <laughs> but if you are a new listener, uh, the first segment that we always are going to do is our Black Talk. This is where we talk about it all in terms of pop culture, theater. If it's a headline, we're probably going to cover it. So let's just go ahead and jump right into it. Miss Lydia, what do you got for us to start us off? Okay, y'all. So we live in Georgia. <laughs> the, if y'all didn't know, the fact that the sigh started it off—it's going, be- uh, it's going great. It's going great. <laughs> listen, help us. Oh yes, because we are in a time. I mean, we just got out of this whole conundrum of election time. We did the thing. We went blue. Yay! But yet there is always going to be some strife against us Mm -hmm. as American people. And people just don't like change sometimes. And that is what we are on. So if you're not familiar, there was recently a law that was sped (laughs) to go through by our governor. And not only has it caused strife against us as black voters, but it basically is going to put a pushback on revenue, case in point. This voting law has caused for the Major League Baseball to take away the draft and the upcoming All-Star game, which are, if you're a sports fan, big, big things, especially with Major League Baseball, because they gas money. Um and because that happened, it has caused for that to push on to the entertainment industry, which, again, if you watch movies, 
and TV shows and you watch the credits and you scroll all the way to the end, you're going to see that good old peach because listen, and this is like, literally it's here. And the voting law is possibly going to cause some pushback with that and allowing different production companies to possibly pull out of Georgia and not have a whole bunch of peaches at the end of their productions. So that's the, the get you got you for us, especially as artists, because living here in Atlanta, I mean, the entertainment industry is getting back up on its feet, but with something like this is going to take away jobs and we're already still in the middle of this pandemic. So something like that is not good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and and like you said, it's, it's just going to create so much pushback because now they're even talking about like the masters is you know getting pushed back as far yeah. as like taking away, taking away that, um, mm-hmm. and so that's been in Georgia for in Augusta, Georgia for God knows how long, uh, and so it's it's just it's just making things uncomfortable for Favorite. everybody. It's a stupid law. Y'all lost. Get over it. Move on. But the fact, like, they they literally made a law that you can't even, as a nonprofit, because me and Lydia, I think, have both worked for nonprofits during the voting time at some point. Mm-hmm. They can't even give water and snacks to people waiting in lines, you know. And, like, we've seen here in Atlanta, because it is such a important state you know especially Fulton County those lines can be like two three four hours long so having something like that water and snacks was a big thing that I saw when I was you know volunteering so you can be you know get a fine or get locked up for something like that's like that's 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 a little much so Mm -hmm. well we'll see how long they like being uncomfortable before they decide to say are right, we gonna go back and replace it or, or or change it or repeal it or something? So But you know what? I feel like I don't know what it's gonna take because there has been so many different situations that any American would be uncomfortable with, but they still continue with the BS. I mean, case in point, four years ago, like what what was one thing that Trump did that bother them even if he literally like set the world on fire they were kind of just like oh no i mean it's it's fine just put some water on it that's literally how it would feel i mean look at the capitol riot you know there were still people that were on his side or on the republican side whatever that acted like it wasn't a big deal like people didn't die like the capitol was not raided yeah so it's like I still can't you would that. think I still people would have common happened. sense. <laughs> right. Like, literally, it was something that happened, you know, live TV. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whether they knew it or not, which they had to, every American did, it's like, what are we doing? You know, it's, it's it, it, Lord. <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> these folks are, Next look, topic, look, these folks get my blood pressure up. Listen, because just just before we even go into it, y'all, we 
we don't look to be a political podcast. Oh, you know, by we no means. we jump into it just because I mean these are the times that we're in, so this is the we bring the current topics to you. Yes. But there will be some times where we will dive into it because we are two passionate black folk and yes. we we have our opinions. So if you want an idea, go back to season one and look at our <laughs> two political episodes Woo! that we did. Listen. <laughs> all of it. Yes. Okay. Next thing, uh, just sending prayers and love to DMX, a.k.a. Mr. Earl Simmons. Yeah. He recently had a visit into the hospital after having an OD moment. Yeah. Um, he's fine now, thank God. He was on life support at one point. Mm-hmm. He now has some brain activity, according to his people, um, but he was said to be in critical condition for... Um, a few days, but yes, he did suffer an overdose. He's had, you know, problems with drugs and things in the past. Mm -hmm. He's had relapses. He's gotten better about it. But if anybody has dealt with anybody with addiction, it's, it's an ongoing battle. So keep him lifted. I, I for one can, you know, a test for going in on cardio and be like, y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Like I need that. Yeah. So We <laughs> keep him lifted. What a hood at definitely hit my. What a hood at? Look, definitely hit my earwaves <laughs> during during my listen. my third set today, and I was like, "Listen, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. D to the M to the X. You know, hey. I'm like, all right, come, come like if you don't know, that's that's the Stop. that's that's the man right Drop. there. Uh, no, but yeah, like you said, addiction. And I think I think the thing that a lot of people need to realize is the polarizing differences between black addiction and white mm. addiction and how it's treated. Ooh. Uh did I say a word? Did I say a word? <laughs> you know, Billy, Billy gets to go to rehab and do community service to fix his. James or Earl has to go to jail for he is and then there's no listen. after there's no follow-up afterwards billy's brother par- we talking about listen look, this is a whole other i'm episode. sorry this whole episode we'll get into the look maybe but you, season, but you talking, maybe season three right but that's, that's the truth though because because <laughs> but that's how it goes it's like okay as as an ad and we see the same thing with weed weed has has incarcerated people Versus now that it's being legalized, you have dispensaries, you have people making multi-million dollar companies based off of things that black people... Cooking shows. Cooking shows. Uh, who was that? Uh, uh, 2 Chains was on a cooking show with a, a white dude using infused uh, chicken wings with weed. And I was just like, you know how, <laughs> you know how like such a conundrum that is to my brain going from... but. But James and Earl and them are still in jail off of minor weed. Serving 15 for a gram. Like, how? But like she said, that's that's a different episode. Maybe we'll do a bonus episode this season about <laughs> the oh, war on drugs. It's possible. It's, yeah. It's, it's definitely going to oh, be a Oh, spoiler thing, alert. That's... The war on drugs mm. actually was not about the war on drugs. It was actually about just... <sighs> Keeping and marginalizing black communities. Friend, you giving them too much. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Giving them too much. Sorry. <laughs> on a on a lighter <laughs> note, sorry. We get into it on this podcast. I hope y'all know 
If you don't know, you finna know real quick. Listen. <laughs> All right, on to a slightly lighter note. Space Jam, a new legacy, drops mm. their first trailer. And I must say, I'm not really feeling it. <laughs> I think it's unnecessary. I really do. Really? I think it's very unnecessary. I I, I get it. I'm I'm gonna see it, obviously. But yeah. it it I don't know. It's just it's only because we were the we were the kids that got the first Space Jam. Yeah. And the it was Michael Jordan. Yeah, that's true. And and Looney Tunes. And, I mean and, and nothing <laughs> against James. I'm a LeBron James fan. I, I I guess I need more to understand what the story is supposed to be about. Uh, yeah. And the trailer doesn't give much way to letting you know what it's going to be about. It just kind of sets up, mm-hmm. this is what this is going to look like, and this is who's in it, and this is all that. I mean, my boy Don Cheadle is in it, so I definitely got to go see it, because, right. you know, Don is so underrated in the industry for whatever reason. Uh, but no, it, I, I think I, I, I think it's unnecessary to a fault, but I, I get, you know, we're always in the age of sequels and, and reboots mm-hmm. and whatnot. So if you haven't watched it, go check it out. Uh, it's it's pretty animated uh, and colorful Very. and all these bright colors. And I just hope don't nobody have no seizure in the, in the theater trying to watch this thing. Because I, I was, my brain was like, what is all these neon bright colors? <laughs> for, <laughs> who Who was on the marketing team for this? Mm-mm. So, yeah. All right, and to our last topic. So, and and it'll kind of tie into what we're talking about today. But, Liddy, do you have a TikTok? I do not. Okay, I don't have one either. I'm too. I'm not. too old for that. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm of age. I mean, hell, there's these. I'm of age too. I'm 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 too old to to have another uh, social media thing that I got to <laughs> keep up with. Yeah. I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. I just don't because of what the topic is about today. Yeah. So. Yeah. But no, so there is a TikTok star named Maya Johnson uh, who, like many of these TikTok you know, people, they come up with a dance or something to that effect. And, you know, if, if it's us, meaning black folks, we go in on a dance. We choreography... We Absolutely. do it. We doing it. We doing it all. And so the dance, of course, with TikTok, it gets picked up by a Sarah, a Katie, a Sarah, you know, one of them. <laughs> uh, the one, as Lydia calls them, one of the wonderful people. The wonderful people. Uh, yeah. And then they do it, <laughs> and it's not as it's not even half as good. It looked like. They just going through the motions like they watched the Wiggles video and just took it from there. I am no more good. Uh, you said the Wiggles. So, <sighs> and so this girl named Addison Ray, Lord Addison, <laughs> was on Jimmy Fallon uh, doing the dance that Maya had created. Right. And we've seen this before. We saw the same thing happen with the girl who came up with the renegade uh mm-hmm. and then the other girl ended up being on the the NBA or something like that where was this big controversy about like why is she on there she one ain't even that, it ain't really that good it ain't hitting like she think it's hitting 
And yeah. so Maya was, you know, talked to TMZ and was like, you know, that should have been her time, which is true. If I came up with something and it's this masterful thing and then Kevin from down the street see it and put it out and it blows up, I'm going to be pissed. Right. I'm going to be quite pissed because I put, there's a there's a certain level of dedication and work and I'm going to just say it like this. I'm going to be quite frank. Black excellence that goes in to do certain things. The way we dance, the way we sing, the way we move, we're not caricatures. We're not Mm -hmm. these make-believe magical beings. Like, we are straight human beings. We is here. You know, we just got got (laughs) our own flavor. You don't Mm -hmm. have a flavor like that. And that's okay. Find your flavor. Find your brand. We are smoked paprika. Yes. You over there, uh, uh, watered down, no sugar, uh, iced tea. <laughs> Done. <laughs> and that's okay if you like watered down, no sugar, iced tea. Be the best watered Listen, down, sugar, ice, no sugar, iced tea you could be. Wonderful people, we love y'all. Don't don't think we bashing. We just give it. We just tired. The, we we just. I'm tired. I can't keep watching. We just want our stuff. It's it, like we work for recognized. Like, I don't think people realize, like, the amount to simply exist in what we do has happened for ages. Do y'all know that black folks have not, especially entertainers, haven't had their masters for years? They own by some white dude that they were working An with. An artist named Prince. You know? Look it up. You know, you you make this wonderful music. You're known as this wonderful musician or actor or whatnot, and you don't even own your stuff. You know how soul crushing that is. Anita Baker. Anita Anita says stop listening to it on Spotify because they. Had, Do you know how much that hurt? Right. I said I can't see. I can't listen to Sweet Love. No one in the world. I can't. I need it. And, and that's because, like, in order for these people to even say or consider giving up their masters, they have to hit their pockets hard. Uh-huh. And that's that's just foolish that that even has to be a thing. But I digress. So, give people they do <laughs> is the moral of the story. So, I hope Maya Johnson blow up like the old renegade girl. Because the video, I saw it, the video is dope. If you see this uh, Addison chick, you gonna be like, Jimmy, I like you. You no. you messed up. <laughs> Make it right. But you know what? That just falls on his people. That's true. Like, because there are folks, these whole social media managers, mm-hmm. like that's what they do. Their point is to research and to just like they did. Research the internet. What's the next big thing? Yeah. Who's it? Ellen? Ellen DeGeneres. They do the same yeah. thing. They should have backed. Ellen's a little better about it though. Yeah, they could have backed. Ellen will bring folk from across the seas. Like it's mm-hmm. it's one dancer, um, Jenny BSG. I followed her on Instagram. After a while, she had a a young white student. She does Afro, yeah, um, Afro dance and everything. And oh, I can't remember the little girl's name right now, but you know. They had a little viral video of them just dancing together. Mm-hmm. And Jenny was just like, we don't see color. I don't see her as, you know, oh, my my young white student. She's mm-hmm. my student. Yeah. And she loves to dance. I love to dance. And that's what we do. That's our love language. Yeah. 
Um, so bring in folks like that. They're all the way in Germany, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like, imagine if that was switched around and it's just like, oh, what's the little white girl that's teaching her how to do Afro dance mm-hmm. or Afro beat, you know, yeah. that, right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Jimmy's, Jimmy's people. Y'all dropped the ball. Do better. All right, y'all. So that was the black top. Hopefully y'all enjoyed the topics that we covered. Um, more to come next episode for uh, the black top. But I think it's time that we get into the table read. I got to come up with like some theme song. Or something yeah. For the, the table read. I don't know. We're going to have we, it we'll, all. We'll have it all. It's going to be a thing. So the the topic for today's episode and, and kind of why we segued in from the TikTok thing is uh, the title. If you are listening or you saw the description, the road to the top. So one thing that me and Lydia discussed uh, when we were putting together the season was this this idea that back in the day, there used to be kind of like one standard way of getting to fame. You know, if you were like the Temptations of somebody, you go to a couple like competitions and then you get a manager and then, you know, things kind of blow up from there. If you're an actor, you get an agent, you get into the movie television scene you blow up from there if you're a singer you know you get picked up by a label you you know like it was kind of like one standard kind of way of getting your work mm-hmm. now that we're in the kind of digital age streaming age whatever modern technology age you want to call it the road has changed tremendously the landscape has changed with the introduction of tiktok i think it is it has changed even more because uh, mm-hmm. now you can act in how long are those videos? How quick can those videos have to be? I think they get up to 60 seconds. Yeah. So within 60 seconds, you come up with a little skit or something right there. Boom. It's there. The whole world can see it. And so we just kind of wanted to talk about, you know, what that's like and, and how we feel about it. It's, it's especially being people in the trenches, of our careers right now in a good way. Uh, me and mm-hmm. Lydia are both booked and blessed. Um, Crazy. But it, and I guess I'll go first. One thing it, it almost, it's a, it's a two sided coin for me. It's frustrating and also kind of intriguing because for me, I'm not a big person. I don't put a lot of my stuff out there. Like, I don't put a lot mm-hmm. of singing videos out, uh, even though people ask me for them all the time. It's just not something I do because I'm always busy doing something else that is actually yeah. the work. Like, I'm putting the work in. Uh, and so if I do put something out, it's, you know, it's it's I've done it. It, it was great. And then, boom. Uh, and so it's frustrating when I see, you know, a couple of these people, you know, they get picked up off of these 30, 60 second videos. And it's like, but where's, where's the training? Where's the, where's the 10,000 hours of being in a practice room or being in your apartment working and, you know, scene studying and developing character and like all these different levels that we've come to know as, you know, our industry. Yeah. And it's like, like, I remember when all these, not TikTok, this was all these Vine stars were getting picked up. And I'm like, mm, y'all can't yeah. act for 
y'all can act on 60 second video, but y'all can't. If I gave y'all a Shakespeare, y'all screwed. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and that's no shade to anybody, but that's just like when you're a person who who is taking so much pride in in the formality of of the the art form, it's kind of hard watching it done, kind of half assed and then rewarded. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm like I've I like I said I've put in my time, I've done things, I've went to these auditions, I've reached out to these agents and whatnot, and you mean to tell me you got off on some wacky character of a black woman uh going off on somebody and 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 you wearing a wig and and blue lipstick and all that kind of stuff like you you got picked up off of that like how how does that work <laughs> see my thing has been um some people that have you know gone this route have trained mm-hmm. or you know, saw themselves as being on Broadway, being in movies, you know, doing TV. To some extent, you know, they went to acting classes, dance classes, all those things. And essentially have done the work such as we have. I think where it gets cloudy is, like you said, when you got, you know, folks just making up these characters and it's almost as it's like, okay, you know, but the thing is, staying consistent with it. Yeah. Whatever it is, whether it's a skit, whether it's you, um, you know, you have like celebrities that you're mm-hmm. impersonating, you know, because a lot of people do those. I've even found myself being in that part of being like, I can, I can do impersonations. I do impersonations, but putting it in a space such as something like TikTok or whatever, it just takes me out because it's voiceover is basically dubbed over mm-hmm. like it's not actually you for some of them yeah. you can do it with your voice yeah. but with most of them it's like you just take a clip from a movie and that's the audio mm-hmm. but then the everything else you dressing up as the person that that's something else so that part of it kind of just takes me out because it's like what are they doing <laughs> like what what's the skill set with that yeah with them you know, putting on a wig and you know dressing up like a real housewife, yeah. and that's and it. I guess the creative <laughs> the creative part for for us comes from they do put some type of thought into it. There's some cre- yeah. there's some creativity there, so I definitely applaud on that. But like I said, I I think it's different for us because we spend so much time in this this element of not necessarily getting to the top, but what it takes to level up for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, like this year, I mm-hmm. I made it a mission to try to get an agent or a manager or something like that. Yeah. Uh, because I I think my skills are there. I think I finally gotten to a point where I know my abilities, and I know I have what it takes. And so it's like, all right, yeah. how do I do that? So I, you yeah. know, how do I go about getting content that looks appealing, getting monologues that showcase i can go from playing a 13 year old clumsy kid to playing a 20 something prince that is kind of a Mm -hmm. butthole uh and just showing dynamics and work and 
you know, forget I got two degrees. Let me show you the actual work that I've been putting in to make this happen. Uh, right. And so I, I, I guess, and I ask uh, Lydia this: Do you think? Do you think that it lessens their achievement as far as getting there if they go a certain route? I, I don't think so. Completely, only because, I mean, in this industry, knowing how to do more than one thing can help you. It's like, if you can sing, dance, act, like, not even to plug it, but when I put Renaissance Woman out there, Mm -hmm. I dub myself Renaissance Woman because I've always understood from, you know, former mentors and old teachers and people that are just like doing all three of those things are knowing how to yeah. being trained in those. It's like, that's what you need. You, you want to know how to act. If you sing, you want to know how to hit those notes. Mm-hmm. If you dance, you want to do that pirouette. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not studying each and every last dance from my like ballet to modern to African, whatever you at least are, you have those tools and you are equipped to do as such. Yeah. I think just going the route of doing things like, TikTok, going on YouTube, um, Vine when it was a thing. It's just using a different avenue because you got, you know, folks now that even though their main thing is acting, they go after the dance thing because they're just like, well, shoot, acting is not getting me there right now, but let me just go ahead and dance my butt off Mm -hmm. and that's what's going to get me in the door. I think that's the outlet that people seek. The part that gets hung up is what they're doing to get there. And it, and it kind of can play along with the music industry as well. I was having a discussion with somebody the other day, how it's usually the folks that put in that whole spectacle. Mm-hmm. Their main thing is maybe like R and B. You have the whimsical singers, like, you know, Janae Aiko, mm-hmm. her summer Walker. And you got, you know, the, the rap chicks, you got Meg Thee Stallion, you got Cardi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's literally <laughs> their whole outlook is sexiness, you know, female empowerment, um, you know, wearing bikinis, like basically like showcasing everything that they got. <laughs> Just like in Players Club, you got to use what you got to get what you want. <laughs> now, it to that respect, it's like you have people who don't necessarily look to do that. They just want to use the beautiful voice that God True. gave them. But it's those people who feel like, well, dang, like, if I just knew I had to just put on a bikini and make a video about it, about a guy, you know, and coming to do with all the things, all types of pleasure and me basically like treating him like the dog that I know that he is. And he's going to, you know, say whatever it's about. Yeah. It's like it's, it's so many things that can tie into it that make it. Like complex. Yeah. And not make it like you're trying to hate on it, because, again, this industry is it's it's big enough for all of us. Yeah. There's so many avenues to get there. Whatever there is for you, whatever the top is for you, mm-hmm. whatever that level of success is. But as far as like um giving them like lesser value, it shouldn't. I think it's just for folks yeah. like us who go the you know, quote unquote traditional route of getting that degree in theater or performance, yeah. musical theater, getting the MFAs. You know, spending that 
those years in school or at a conservatory, going to like AMDA, going all the way to London to go to Royal uh, Royal Academy of Dr- Dramatic Arts, mm-hmm. taking those steps. It's like there's no wrong way. There's no right way. It's just kind of like folks making their own yeah. way. I think we just can't stand that. <laughs> Can't stand that it's yeah, it's you taking got there before me. <laughs> right. <laughs> because it's like you don't wanna you, you go back and think like as fellow artists, it's already enough that you got folks that are gonna try to tear you down. Yeah. So to have another artist like look at that and just be like, What the hell are you doing? Mm. That ain't art. Uh, and yeah. then but then they, they do that to get in the door and the next thing you know they switch it up. They switch it up. And they're all of a sudden like, oh, I write poetry. And this is really what I'm about. And it's just like, oh, so you were just being hey, a... Hey, hey, look, you look know. we saw it with Gaga. We saw it with Nicki. Car- uh, not Cardi. Um, Nicki Minaj. Yeah, I mean, they had these personas when they first came yeah, out. And that's then it. Probably like that's three, it. four years in, switched completely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay. All right, I get it. You you had to play the role you had to play to do what you had to do, uh, right? But I think I think it comes down to also what are you comfortable with being your brand? Because the one thing about our industry is mm-hmm. like once you start a brand, you gotta you gotta keep it going, keep or they're gonna up. force you to keep it going. So when right. you have these, and then you're gonna get upset with them trying to keep you in that yeah. box. Yeah. So I mean, like with the the guys who do you know the the wig and the lipstick. I can't think of one of the guys' names. Um, uh, not Carlton Banks. He does the the church characters. Yeah, he got um, Sister Bun and Lily. Yeah, yeah. So like first lady. So yeah. like something like that. Like if he switches to something completely different, it's gonna be like. Why you do what's, what's that? that? I don't like either. Uh huh. And so like for me. I have a brand that is is my own. I don't, you know. And if I were JMC Productions, <laughs> if I were to change, <laughs> yes, <laughs> always JMC Productions, Black Tabery. <laughs> it's funny though. I just put in my bio. I just put uh, submitted two bios for the shows I'm working on, and of course it says CEO, co-founder of JMC Productions, and also uh-huh. co-host of Black Tabery podcast show. Come on. I was like, come on, additional things. <laughs> yes. But that's what I'm saying. I'm comfortable with that being my brand because at a certain point, my work speaks for itself. Like, I don't have to I don't have to put on no wig, no makeup. When you see me on stage, depending on the show, you get a certain version of me. I go to another show that's a different version of me because it, it just... And I got a, a message from an actual a director uh, who caught the show I just finished up and she's the only reason Mm -hmm. I got with the theater in the first place. She's like, Hey, I caught the show. You just have this amazing ability to just like adapt to whatever the show is, the need, the character. Like it's like, yeah, that's, that's my brand. That is, that's my, (laughs) that's my brand right there. The ability to bring a certain type of energy to the product a certain mm-hmm. intelligence about what I'm trying to do and being able to convey it. Um, I don't think I don't think TikTok uh, is my my vein, my avenue. 
I just yeah. I, that personally isn't mine. YouTube maybe if I put out more of my videos, but that's my yeah. yeah. I I think for me, I'm I'm good right now with being booked on these shows and then you know sending out these little emails talking about I'm a new face. You I need representation, <laughs> please. <laughs> help me get to the next level because I guess I look at it like this there is no right way to make it to the top also the top is mm-hmm. very figurative uh, right. because when I was teaching the the kids at Kip Soul Academy shout out to them um, mm-hmm. with our 10 week program through JMC Productions uh, one of the kids asked me Mr. J, are you famous? Because you do a lot of shows and things and whatnot. Are you famous? And and uh, my partner, uh, Laverne, goes, yeah, he's he's pretty famous in the Atlanta area. And I, I, I was kind of taken aback because my concept of famous is vastly different than that. It's yeah. like famous is... Folks across the sea know who you are. Uh-huh. Um, but I yeah. think now having that interaction with them, it's kind of changed to where it's like, actually, I, I I guess you could say I'm famous and not even by the standards of where I'm at. I'm famous because of me, like just because right. of what I do, who I am, what I'm doing within my own abilities. And also fame is very relative. I don't, I didn't get into and and Lydia is probably the same way. I didn't get into this for the fame. If the fame comes, great. Uh, mm. I got into it because this is who I am. This is what I love to do. I tried to do other jobs. Lydia tell me I have five, six, seven different jobs. We're both Jamaicans. Um, <laughs> and I've tried them all. I think the only thing I haven't done is food service because I like to eat same. and I probably eat my oh, no, check. I did. I was a caterer. Yeah, never. Uh, I, I had a life. I had a life. I had. But I've I've tried these jobs and I despise all of them because mm-hmm. it's not in that vein of what I'm naturally designed to be doing. And yeah. I can do it to survive, but then after a while, I'm like, "Ooh, I need to find something else. This this mm-hmm. ain't working." And so I'm relative. I'm I'm good with the spot I'm in. Now, if I find an avenue that allows me to expand my brand i.e black table read Mm -hmm. great that's a brand i control that's a brand i'm comfortable doing something with i don't feel as comfortable in in certain terms making light of black women as costumes to put on uh yeah more or less than i would be somebody wearing blackface as a costume to put on Mm. I think it's kind of like, it's like, ooh. Now, some stuff we know as black people just, that's just how we are. But when other people do it as like a way and a means to kind of make fun, it's like, ha, ha. But also, I'm looking at you kind of sideways because it's like, Mm. do you actually know what entails? Like, why they act like that or why? You know, it's just so many different things. But, huh. But now I'm thinking about this this Maya Johnson situation because, she she should be this is her brand and right. you and somebody has taken her brand and made it their own mm-hmm. so what do you think about people who in certain terms 
have gotten to the top, but on the backs of others. Just like Lady Badu, I'm an artist, and I'm sensitive about my... (laughs) That is literally why, because not only does it take whatever energy for an artist to come up with, you know, a project, a piece, Mm -hmm. something creative and you put it out there and somebody either taints it or aims to steal it and gives you nothing back. Not even a thank you note. Not even a thank you. Not even a bet. Good looking out for creating this. I'm going to take over. Yeah. And that's not even just from individuals. That's, Company label companies, mm-hmm. production companies, managers, people that you want to be able to trust to get you to that next level. And they take it and it's like, all right, be careful with it. It's my baby now. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, 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 yeah I, I got, got you. you. I got you. Next thing you know, it's, it's sold to the highest bidder. Given to somebody. Right. <laughs> yeah. So in this case with Maya Johnson, though, I mean... There's probably all types of dances, songs, whatever that had been made up by people. Mm-hmm. There there are, actually. There are plenty of songs and dances that have been made up by people that will be like, okay, that's dope. Like, that they came up with this. And then you got one person is just like, actually, this person made that up. And you're just like, what? And you look them up and they're like a whole, like. They're a whole person. <laughs> they're a whole person. A whole, and they got the, they have a whole brand. Yeah. They have a whole career of creating things such as this yeah. and this could have been their thing one of those things to get them yeah. there maybe not necessarily their break or whatever but it was something that was theirs yeah. Yeah. and it was somebody else that ended up getting the you know the the good parts of it but but we've seen we've seen this so many times uh especially as black people uh oh absolutely the whole I mean, thing with elvis that's why i don't like elvis <laughs> like I despise <laughs> the heck out of Elvis, uh, because dude was a culture vulture. Like for all intents and purposes, a culture vulture. Like every step he got, every song that he played. Yeah, I can't think of the song. There's a song in particular that was sung by was it Chuck Berry. No, no, no. It was it was a black woman actually. Oh. Uh, uh that he then took and they got all these accolades and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, no, no. Like, I think one of my professors, they talked about it, giving her credit and whatnot. But back in the day, them folks wasn't, we saw the same things in, in the dream girls musical. What was it? Uh, mm-hmm. What was the song? Was it stepping to the bad side or is it another song that they yep. had? And then they took the song and, yeah, I was like stepping to the. <laughs> I was like, like again, this watered down, no sugar sweet tea. It happened to the five heartbeats. Remember? Oh yeah, that's right. Sean, the five horsemen. You, you have. I know, I have. That's why I was shaking my head. <laughs> oh, okay, I was about to say, Lord help. Hey, you ain't. But seen- no, there are people who have not, and shame on you for not having to do it because. 
Robert Townsend's. Oh, most anyway, definitely. but yeah, yeah, it's 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 like that whole thing. the whole concept of I can create something, but Sally Sue and and Jenny can take it as their own and blow it up, and it don't even be half as good. That's 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 the, that's the problem that I have. At least if you're gonna do it, make it good, if not better. Like for right. Christ's sake, please do better <laughs> if you're gonna steal it. Right. Make it so it don't sound like mine, but also level up. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you're gonna be as bold to steal it, be as bold to make it better. Right. I don't know. I I think. <sighs> Again, and this goes back to what we were talking about with <laughs> the thing that bothers me about the U.S. in particular, but just the world's treatment of us as black artists. A lot of times it's like, we can only let a few of y'all in at a time now. It's, it's kind of that concept. Yeah, like there's no room. Yeah, it's like... Mm-hmm. And then we're afraid to call out people. So there was some somebody was telling me something about this whole concept of gatekeepers. Like there's certain people in our industry who are gatekeepers to your career, and it's like, but why is that person the, the gatekeeper? They don't speak for me. They don't understand where I come from, just because they're in a position of power. And I was like, I get that, but if and power is a whole other, but I, I but yeah. I, my thing is like. If they're doing something that does not align with my brand, do I really want them to be my gatekeeper? Right. If they don't see me, and and Chad would talk about this before he died, like people were trying to get him to play X, Y, and Z character, and he was like, mm-hmm. "I'm not." And he turned. I'm down. not doing that. Yeah. Because yeah, I have to live with what that looks like, <laughs> and I know myself enough to be like that. That doesn't speak to me. That doesn't represent my brand. And I think right. that's that's the thing with these get quick to the top schemes is they have these brands that aren't even fully fleshed out. They're a, I need to get to the fame and the money type of situations where it's like with me, my brand has nothing to do with me. I am I am merely the vehicle possibly for somebody else. That's what I've tried to use, especially most recently, my brand to be. It's about somebody else. It's about the reach back in order for somebody else to come forward. And so once I get there, it's like, all right, well, who else can I bring on board? Okay, well, I got I know that person's ability. I know that person's ability. Okay, cool. We let's let's all get here together. Mm -hmm. So and it's never been about money. Like if the money comes all right, cool. <laughs> we got money, y'all. <laughs> if it don't come, did you learn something? Did you grow? Did you have a better understanding about your... Like, yeah, I did. Okay, cool. There's a lesson. Like, every lesson doesn't have to be a monetary one. And what happens is these people are trying to bank on monetary ideas without having the foresight to think, okay, what happens if I make this move? What happens? What repercussions will happen five years down the line. Right. And so I think that's that's the difference. If you're going to get to the top quick, be ready to possibly fall even faster. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Look, I'm in the long game. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, this is a long game. So, 
Huh, Liddy, what you think? What you what you thinking? You look like you mulling over there. No, I'm. It's honestly just <laughs> been taking me for a loop, Sound literally, tired. because <laughs> I <laughs> I love this industry. I love the the things that have been created to enhance, you know, young people's minds. I mean, I was once that young kid that looked at different actors and performers and just being like, yeah, that's what I want to do. Yeah. I think, you know, once you get older and understand that it takes a lot of work to get to that point, that is more than just being like telling somebody like, I want to be in a movie, you know, mm-hmm. I want to, you know, be in the TV show. I want to win a Grammy or whatever, whatever your goal is, whatever, your you know outlook is on making it yeah to see other people take avenues such as like we said going the social media route and get there it's almost just like for some people it it taints their minds to feel like okay well maybe i do have to do what that person has done Mm -hmm. because what they have is what i want and this is what they had to do to get it so Maybe I should try it, and it takes people out yeah. of their their whole outlook mm-hmm. of what they were going for, yeah. you know, because they're starting to think that maybe that's what I need to do, and then they try it, and it doesn't work out. True. Or they try it, and it goes however far, and then they're not happy with it because they're just like, this isn't even what I'm about. Yeah. Just like we said, this isn't even part of me my brand what i want to push out there yeah but i think for some people they just do it for fun and it ends up becoming something and they're just like yo i didn't even think this was gonna pop off like this but here we are yeah you're right it's it's so many different layers of it but like i said just being that that kid to look at movies and you know the movies that were musicals like you know sound of music or whatever Mm those kind of things like push me forward to be like, all right, what do I have to do to get there? Yeah. Oh, go to school, get training, you know, put in this work, go to these classes, you know, get, get these lessons in. Oh crap. It's still not happening. You know, I'm just like, keep pushing forward and doing what needs to be done, but also still not losing it. Cause I, I found myself looking at, what to do on TikTok and all that. It's not hard at all. It's so many different like categories and stuff that they have yeah. on there. It's not even about doing skits and dubs and all that. Like you can literally have a whole blog style on there. Like people, I think it's something called ATL Grubhub, something like mm-hmm. that. My sister follows it, but she'll send me little TikToks of people going to different restaurants in Atlanta and being like, hey, you should try this. But it's like they're basically reviewing it. Yeah. They get in like, you know, 45 seconds to be like, hey, this is what we ordered and you should try it. And they're cutting to the food and it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, that looks good. Yeah. But they may be a person that's just like they want to have a blog. Yeah. You know, and they tried it. They tried to go the whole Pinterest route. That didn't work. So they were like, oh, well, shoot, I can do this on TikTok. And then the next thing you know, they got hella followers yeah. because they ended up doing a couple of videos on TikTok. And it's like, hey, you're the TikTok girl that went to this restaurant the other day. And it's Showies. like, yeah. <clears throat> so, <laughs> so, 
yeah, I feel like stay in the course and if that's an avenue that you want to take, like matter of fact, it was something that I jotted down in our notes about SAG AFTRA. Mm-hmm. They now have a an avenue for influencers. Okay. To be SAG eligible. in the union. All right. Yeah. Um, you know. All right, lady, that might be I am. Listen. Well, let's look it up. Let's let's see what we got to do. So basically, it says the media that's covered is digital distribution on the influencers and or advertisers on websites, social media, and YouTube channels. What, what? Um, you know, they'll they'll have coverage. They're basically they'll have to pay the same fines. That they basically will be a part oh, of sorry. the union. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, y'all. So you got your bloggers. You got. Um. Yeah, bloggers. You got social media. Basically, TikTokers. Everybody. Okay. But it says influencers who exhibit their content through personal feeds on platforms such as TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Snapchat, Pinterest, etc. And followers can range from a few hundred to a hundred million. This provides a one-stop shop for advertisers. An influencer that provides performance, stills, posts. Production, creative, editing, directing, lighting, distribution, etc. So, I don't know if that's been a push for people right. to get on out there. So they they're just like, "Well, shoot, let's get our say call, y'all. Let's get our say." Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but well, yeah, I, I, the, the road to the top is is one of many roads. So, and it's pick one. You making that decision of. Turn a left or turn a right, going straight. And, or going and backwards. pick one that you can honestly see yourself living with for thirty to forty years. See my say. So, mm-hmm. all right, y'all. Well, that has been our table read for this episode of Black Table Read. Uh, and now we got to finish it off, just like we typically do with our BTR moment. That's our breathe, think, release moment of the hour. And I think mm-hmm. I'll kick us off for our season two for this episode. So basically, I, I I want you to be comfortable with your brand, whatever that may be. I think a lot of times we look to the left and to the right and get in this comparison mode where it's very much like I'm not making it as far as that person or I'm not where I want to be, but that person is. And I should be there. Because at that point, you're, you're comparing two different people, two different journeys, two different influences, two different brands. And it doesn't work. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to be pretty upset. I used to do this a lot. I don't do it as much because uh, I've been quite blessed in my own realm and brand. But I used to be like, well, my friends, uh, I got a buddy now. My buddy's finna be on the flash uh tomorrow. And I'm like, Great. You know, I I texted him this whole season about what was going on and what he thought and everything. But I I have congratulated I've been in the congratulatory mood where previously I would have been like, Man, how can she be? And that's not how it's supposed to be. Every there contrary to what the world will tell you, there is a room out here for everybody to eat for everybody to be a success in their own right, there there is something for you to do. There are people who are looking to you for 
to be a good influence, to be a, a roadmap in some instance because of your journey, to be a testament, you have you have something to offer. Contrary to what an agent will tell you, a manager or anybody else, you do have something to offer that might not all the time be on the stage, the screen, whatever. But be comfortable enough in your brand. Know yourself enough to know, like I said, is this something I want to do for 30, 40 years going on? Because if you're going to be comfortable with that, you have to know what is coming. So uh, find out what their brand is if you don't know that out. So, all right, team. Well, that is it for me. I don't, I don't have anything. Find your brand, love your brand, branch out, figure out how to maximize it, and just relax. It's the BTR for a reason. Breathe, think, and release. All right, y'all. <laughs> Yay. It feels good to be back. It's it's like riding a bike. It's like it does. riding a bike. And I don't know if you guys can tell our quality has improved. So much better. <laughs> Which brand did you get? I have the Focus, Focus Red. Red. Okay, and I have a Presonus. So uh ad alert, you know, if you need some good quality, go check out these two brands if you like our sound. This is the Presonus and the Focus Right. <laughs> all right y'all well y'all can catch us next tuesday we're going to be dropping a new episode uh please like subscribe share this episode and all of our previous season one episodes also go follow us on social media at black table read uh you can find me in lydia's handles there as well and also if you want to send us a question or a topic or something that you think we should cover shoot us an email at blacktableread at gmail.com is there anything else lady that i'm missing we got it all brother all right well until next time my name is jerry's quiet i'm lydia Iku, and this is black table read peace out y'all be easy peace y'all bye bye